Yeah, that ain't going over. Just gotta throw, no. head, uh, throw your headphones on. Here's some headphones right here. Yeah, he, uh, mine's the, a little loud, Trent. He, he, he ain't going nowhere. No. Is that good? Chris. And if you need more line, you do. You know, that, that, that humble pie shit's hard mm -hmm. to swap. Yeah, yeah. Mm -hmm. the, there he goes. Won't let them go. They're going to wait for that thing to sink. And then when it sinks, they'll bell and blame it on MLF. Sure. Got it. I got it. If you need more line, you can just, I just feed it through there so it's out of your way. Yeah, you're fine. So, can yeah. You, can you hear okay? Nope. Turn it up. Tell me when. Can you, you hear? Like, it's not working. You're not here. At all. Yeah. Where's this wire about here go? That's to you, and then yeah, that okay. goes to here. One, two, got three. Got it? Yeah, turn it, okay. turn it down. <laughs> Good enough. Good. Down. 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 <laughs> good now? Yeah, we're good. Right there. Uh, that's I good. first put them on. I'm like, holy That's a good little one, one, one hitter clip for when we post this thing. But uh, Yeah. There you go. Yeah. Man, I appreciate you coming out, man. This is uh, uh, you've seen the, the kind of the making of the mobile podcast, Battleborn Podcast, and uh, I remember when you walked in a couple weeks ago, you're like, dude, this is a Taj Mahal of RVN, and we're new to it, so uh -huh. like we, like, Trait just sent it, she's just like, alright, if we're gonna get one, let's get one, and you've been doing the RV thing for like years and years and years, haven't you? Uh, since 07. 07? Yeah. Dang. This will be what? And you and Candy both, thing. you travel with Candy well, most Candy just started traveling with me about... Uh, six or seven yeah. years ago yeah yeah she worked a full-time job she said one of us had to stay home and make make a living yeah so you do the over the truck camper um yeah. and uh and i know you run battle one batteries in your boat do you also are you rigged out in your over the truck campers yeah, well? i am nice I am. very I, cool. I got lithium i mean i got uh solar panels on top of the truck very cool truck camper yeah it's uh it's made a huge difference you know in our deal even even like with yours i mean weight's a big issue yes and and so I know when I pack, and I probably when you pack, every time we go out on the road, I, I try to come down to essentials. If we're going, you know, the biggest pain for us is when we go fish a smallmouth tournament and a largemouth tournament back to back. Yes. It's awesome when we just go just fish smallmouth or just fish largemouth. Mm -hmm. cause we, and, you know, when you're traveling and you're towing everything, weight's a big issue. So, yeah, and, and going to the lithium batteries, going to Battleborn, it's, it's, they're awesome, man. I mean, because before we were lugging around four different AGM batteries, and then plus whatever you have in your camper, and yeah, yeah. And, and you know we carry, you know we carry spare lithiums, mm -hmm. the Battleborns. You know it's awesome, and I mean I don't care what kind of batteries you got, it's inevitable. Mm -hmm. You know it's just a piece electronic piece of equipment. Electronics yep. when they get beat around, they break. Yep, right. And yep. Uh, so the ability to carry a, a you know a twenty pound extra battery, sure. You know, it don't take up no space. I mean, think about carrying around a Group 31 AGM. Yep. Oh. I mean, it's 100 pounds. Yeah, exactly. 70-something pounds. Yeah, they're, they're massive. They're heavy. Plus, they'll spill, you know, acid all over everything. And it's just, uh, it's, it's awesome. It cuts down on weight. And weight equals fuel mileage. Sure. And now, the price of diesel fuel, towing all this stuff, you know, every pound we can save is awesome. Yeah. Yeah. No, I, I completely agree. And uh, I think... You know, like this day, I mean, it's 2022 and, and uh, there's so many different like lithium battery manufacturers now nowadays. 
I'm just glad that you and I and like maybe a dozen other guys on Elite Series are like with a company that um, that kind of started it, like introduced the whole lithium thing to the the fishing industry. Uh, if they weren't first, they were definitely second, you know. And um, they're definitely well, they were actually the first ones to come. As far as I know, they were the first ones that showed up with a Group 31 mm -hmm. or a Group 24 right. style. Yep. You know, there was other companies that had like 36 volt batteries and things of that nature, but they were the first one to come with individual sales. Yep. I never went to a lithium because I didn't want to run a 36-volt right. battery because if you lost it, you lost the whole system. Done. And the special charging that's that's required right. for that. Right. You know, so even up till now, now, you know, with, with Minn Kota, we, you know, we're going forward, uh, we got the, the lithium battery charger, the Minn Kota 4, 460L. Mm -hmm. And, you know, mm -hmm. even before that, you know, uh, I'm still, I don't even have the L this year. Yeah, I'm, I'm, I'm running the K. Just a straight. PC460K. Yeah, yeah, that's what just, I got. Just yeah. a straight AGM lead acid style charger. And I'm still running it. Just set it on uh, AGM style and it charges them off. Every now and then I'll go in there with a with a, uh, with a Battleborn lithium charger and top yep. them off when I'm at home and bring them back up that last 10%. But my God, you know, the hours we fish, you're, you're like me. I see your hours. We're out here daylight to dark every day. And some of the hours, you know, these 14 to 16 hour days, if you're really standing on the trolling motor, it would take two days on a conventional charger to bring AGMs back up. Yep. And most of the time I can come in, eat supper, take a shower, go back out, check, and they're, they're back up. And that, that to me, that's the, be the weight and the beauty of the AGM, I meant the lithium battery. Is a return time on charge. Yeah, yeah, absolutely. I mean, that's one point. of the issues before we travel did the RV thing is we would stay at hotels and getting your batteries charged with everyone else. Also trying to get theirs oh, before yeah. we had lithiums, it was a nightmare. And then we got lithiums and we'd be laughing because an about, hour in we could go in and. How about the move when you like get back late because we like putting in late hours? You know the move of you know taking some other guy's plug out and plugging yours in or having that happen to you where oh, yeah, it, it happens a lot <laughs> oh, it, it happens a lot or be on or, or be on there with somebody that's got one of those big uh war bank yes, chargers yeah, and everything it, it pops in. it every time it pops it every time plus it sucks every bit of voltage yeah. out of the whole system yeah. and you're right. online with him you know the, the the nights laying there wondering my god are my batteries going to be charged are they going to charge right. are they going to charge and being up you know getting up at three o'clock in the morning make sure that they're charging yep I don't worry about that. Yeah, that's I awesome. mean, that because we return them back so fast that uh, the price, the, the the no headaches, the weight, I mean, they are well worth the investment. Plus, they come with a 10-year warranty. Yeah, that's huge. That's yeah. absolutely huge. What's crazy is, like, every time I sell my boat at the end of the year, like, if a guy has an, it happens to have an issue, it's like he calls 800 number or whatever, and boom, they get a replacement right there. 10 years, boom, done. Right. Um, now that that's out of the way, Matt. Uh, <laughs> so we paid the bills. Drink, yeah, there we go. Now that that's out of the way. Um, so thanks for coming out, and man, you're just like three or four campsites down, and and uh, and we've been hanging out with you all week. But we we've actually been trying to get you. We haven't reached out to you, but you were like when we wrote down a list of people we wanted, you were like second, right. first, like right there, because we knew like. Most people might not know this, but we know you don't BS. Yep. Like if we want to talk about something, like we know how you feel, right. whether you're it's for, whether it's against something we feel or for it, you're still going to say, this is how I feel and take it or leave it. And, and 
having a conversation, especially on a podcast with someone like that, goes so much further than than, yeah. than talking to someone where you're just like, all right, we're getting nowhere. Matt Heron, you are probably the wisest bass fisherman i've ever associated with and uh, we know we share sponsors many sponsors right. and we're around each other all the time every time you open your mouth it is like on point absolutely that is how it is because you've been around since when you know I, everybody's saying you know i'm i'll be 60 years old next year, january and you're still daylight to dust too yeah yeah and, you know but i didn't start full-time but i was 38 wow I, you know i wow. stayed home worked a full-time job and i was fishing tons i was probably fishing 50 plus tournaments a year at home on the weekends, but I raised two kids, married and 38, know, I, really? Yeah. I FLW did, tour? Yep. Showed up in 2003. Holy, and just started taking money too. Yeah, started yeah. taking money. Yeah, but, uh -huh. You know, I was also, you know, I had the years under my belt and I fished a lot of, you know, at home. Yeah, a lot yeah. of, you know, a lot of people don't know it. I have a federation. You know, the first time that I ever tried to make a Bassmaster Classic was through the Federation. Wow. I hate to do this, but I got to keep it kind of close to your face. Okay. Sorry. Yeah, you know, we uh, they had the Federation there in, like in 99 or 2000. I got a very good friend at home that they actually formed a paper club. And it was wow. for strictly nothing but trying to qualify for nationals or whatever. We had our we, – we met the requirements. We had a, our yearly meeting, and we had two or three get-together tournaments where – you know, we'd go fish against each other. We kept it on the up and up, but it was strictly for making state teams and wow. things of that nature. And, and you're still holding a, a daytime job. Yeah. But and what you did, you did something with your hands. I know you did something with your hands. I did. What, were you a I carpenter did. or something? No, you're really I did. Handy. I, my dad owned a big body shop. Yeah, you're handy. You're super handy when yeah. it comes to fixing stuff and wiring your boat, like whether it's batteries or, or running, you know, cables, your Solixes, Helixes, everything is nice and neat, zip-tied, like perfectly. I did a little electrician's work myself, and I noticed. I noticed. Uh, well, I was actually, you know, there's a there's a qualification school for mechanics and body shop, whatever. It's called ASE, American mm -hmm. Standard. Yep. You know, I was ASE certified in electrical nice. and air conditioning, and anything but the internal guts of a motor. I was qual, you know, I was certified in. Wow. And I that's what I always done, and I thought, you know, I, I went to I went to college for two years, and that just that wasn't me, man. Mm-hmm. <laughs> I mean, I couldn't, I never even could decide on a major. I was just taking all the, the English and the math and getting all my requires in and hating every minute of it. And, you know, my dad owned this big business and I thought, you know, I, I got, I got enough common sense. I got my college, you know, a little bit of college here. I'm, I, I'm just going to go and do what I was doing. And, nice. Uh, I went to work for him and that, the end, that industry kind of started going away. Whenever, whenever you're working for insurance companies, right? And this is coming from the the, the shop side of it. Uh huh. What what turned me against being an automotive repair and you know collision repair was we always my dad's philosophy is always I didn't care about the insurance company I worked for the customer, right? And I wanted to put your vehicle back exactly like it was or better when you brought it, right? Me. And when you got insurance com companies coming in, and you're telling you got to use aftermarket parts, undercutting you, you, know, you from got, China, used, right? Or yeah, used or parts. used, yeah, or, or what? You know, just cutting labor prices, wanting you to cut corners. And I'm like, Dad, you know, I don't want to be this guy. And it was, it was a tough times. The worst thing you'll ever have to do is walk in. You know, I was fishing tournaments with my father too. Walk in and hand him the keys to his business and say, "This ain't my dream." Wow. Oh, yeah. 38 years old. I mean, wow. it's, I thought Candy was going to leave me. I wow. thought he was going to disown me. I'm like, oh my gosh, that's yeah. brutal at 38. Yeah. And I got a, you know, I got a 17 year old son 
and a 13-year-old son. Josh. Josh is 17 then at that time, and he, I think pretty much got him raised. He he wow. was he was doing his thing. He's chasing girls and fishing and whatever. Yeah. And Jacob, uh, I'd I'd coached him all through Pee Wee ball. I'd been there, and he got to where he was going to middle school, playing school ball, doing his thing. So it was kind of like we had a sit-down group family deal. And I'm like, look, I got this opportunity. I'm gonna take it. Wow. Everybody was in all agreement, but I'm telling you, for two or three years, it was it was a rough go. What the first couple? Yeah, yeah, it was FLW. Oh yeah, but I mean, I, the the money part of it wasn't a rough go. I mean, yeah. I was financially secure there. Yeah. But you go from being a being a home dad every day to yeah. raising your kids. Yeah. To all of a sudden, you know, you're not there. Yeah. And it, you know, especially if your kid was 13 at the time. Yeah, and my wife went from having a husband that was home every night <laughs> to gone. Yeah. Just gone. Yeah. And yeah. she thinks it was funny now. She thinks that I was living the life of Riley, you know, right. I was out running right. with boys. Yeah, and, like some of these dudes yeah. around here yeah. this week. Yeah, well, you know, <laughs> college I'm, town. I'm, I'm partying <laughs> all night and off because it was funny. The very first FLW tournament I fished, I stayed over by Harney Pond Canal in a dump house. Uh -huh. There was like six of us. Florida, sure. Yeah, and uh, on Okeechobee. And there was, we didn't have cell phone service worth of crap back then. And I was staying, there was one little payphone over there by one of them gas stations at the Harney Pond Canal. And if you've ever been out at night in December or January in Okeechobee, the mosquitoes, you think they're bad here? If you went to get on the cell phone and that little glowing light on the phone booth. Oh. Just attracts them. Yeah, Ooh. most kids don't even know what a phone booth is. Yeah, you know? yeah, yeah, yeah. Put the quarter in, call. Uh-huh. <laughs> yeah, you know. And, don't and dial you, the wrong number. <laughs> yeah, and, I, and I'm sitting there trying to talk to Candy, and I'm like, I got to go. I got to wow. go. I got to go. And she's like, you can't talk to me? I said, no, they're eating me alive. <laughs> I got to go. Like <laughs> <laughs> That's awesome. And now, you know, she travels with me, and, you know, she, she's like, you know, this ain't no play here. This is like work. And I'm like, yes, ma'am. So you did the FLW thing for a few years and then eventually went over to Bass. During your time at FLW, um, did you ever have a team deal? FLW team deal? I never did. You never did? No, I was going to. Do you like to. that model? Do you like that business model? No. Don't like it? No, not at all. It's great. It's I go back and forth on that. Sometimes I'm like, man, Bass needs to bring on these big sponsors and like trickle them down to the anglers. They just they don't last? Or I mean, No, because it's, 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 you say that. Uh-huh. It, but yet, bass is going to be more. Who do they choose? Well, and then ain't just that; they're going to promote the sponsor, right? Right. right. That's that's what my not, rub in FLW was. Right. 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 You know, is is you know when BP BP at one time was a was a major sponsor coming sure. up on board, and they uh, I was going to get a BP deal. And that's how I talked to Aaron Hall and Charlie Evans. Oh and yeah, we had it all worked out. Thought I was going to do it, but I never I never would commit. And at the time, a guy named Steve Smith was uh, my actual my pro staff boss. He had been at Yamaha. Mm -hmm. Well, he had gone to Ranger. And I come up, I concocted a plan because my rub with that BP deal was is I was going to fish bass opens. I was fishing every starts. I was fishing tons of stuff. And, you, and plus, I was fishing there. And you were killing it, too. Yeah. I remember watching. You were, you were in their jerseys all the time. Right. Well... Yeah, I was because I had to on yeah, TV. Well, yeah, days. of course. Yeah, yeah. But I proposed a deal to him. I, said, I, I called Steve Smith up at Ranger and I said, Look, I said, uh, FLW's telling me that if I fish, I take a BP deal, I have to fish out of this BP boat all year long mm -hmm. and wear a BP jersey. And I'm like, That ain't cool because all they're wanting to do is pay all those deals, most of them consist of, is them guys will get their entry fees paid 
for six tournaments or seven tournaments, it may be a tow vehicle to use. Uh huh. And that's pretty much it. And it sounded like a good deal, but at the time, that wasn't about what is it? Twenty four thousand dollars worth of entry fees. Sure. And then you're tapped, and sure. you're tapped out and on your your logo space. Right, and, and you can't you can't go anywhere, and you're generating all this exposure, and it's all going to this one sponsor. Yep. But yet. And, and, and it closes all doors. And so, zero relationship with BP. Zero. Yeah, the, the, big, the biggest blessing that happened to me, I was 04. Because what happened to me in 04 was Jareth Bain was actually working for a guy named David Simmons. Okay. David was a pro staff ball for Yamaha. Well, there was a, a two-year window where Skeeter was an associate sponsor of FLW. Wow. And... In that time, Jareth knew I was going back and forth because I was trying to talk to Yamaha as well. And he told me, he, he said, look, he said, I'll get, he said, let me talk to Skeeter. He said, I think we can, we can work out something to where, you know, you will be very happy. Yeah. Smartest decision ever. Made. Nice. And Still I've with him. I've yeah. been here 18 years. Wow. Did uh, Yamaha and Skeeter at that point? Yes. Yep, I was running, God, for years I ran ZX225s, and we run I-Class. I-Classes, and we run FXR, you know, FXs, now FXRs. Yeah, so, I mean, I've been, and then what's really funny, I've been, run, I ran a Yamaha outboard, promotional discounted Yamaha outboard since 1996. Gosh. My, my, original, my, my original pro staff boss was Dale Barnes, who just retired. Oh, yes, wow. sir. Yeah, he did. Yeah. That's crazy. And then Itner's fixing to retire here yeah. next year. Yeah, I don't, I don't Dude, know exactly. How, time. I, I mean, don't know how long David's been here. I can't yeah. remember. I'd have to ask him. But he come over. I think he had a uh, a background with pure fishing when he come on board or yeah. something. But David's been in the industry for Forever. years and years and years. Yeah, yeah. and he was at Lawrence uh, when I met him. I think he's at Lawrence and then he went Yamaha. You know, I see a lot of these young kids now and kind of go off a different way. But you know, a couple of them are out of my home state. And I've had major discussions with them. I've stuck my neck out for a couple of them yep. who I think are tremendous fishermen. Because, you know, when you break our industry down, it's very small. Yep. Yeah. And we'll, we'll take electronics, for instance. Yep. you got three options. Yep. And you'll have highs and lows with all these companies. And I, I was, I've been with Humminbird when all we had was the 787. I got on, I mean, it was, I think it was 05 when Tim, I met Tim Price. He took the job with Johnson Outdoors. And then... Everybody thought I was an idiot because at that time, you know, there was different stuff. And and, and I'm like, <laughs> no, you know, I, 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 I'm a, I've always had Humminbird Super 60s and Flashers and whatever. Wow. I just, and they were U-Fall, Alabama. So I, I got on with that deal. And then all of a sudden I was looking like a genius because now we got the 987 side. Yeah. Oh, yeah. <laughs> yeah. And, yeah. You know, and then we've been ahead of the curve forever. And it's just super people, you know. Their, their home office is right here in Racine, yep. Wisconsin. But what I was going to say about these kids is they get frustrated and they want to they want to pop off about, you know, this, that, or the other. And I'm like, very small industry and all these companies. Careful. They, yep. They all go to dinner with each other, yep. okay? Because right. at the end of the day, we're all on, basically on the same team. Mm -hmm. I mean, we're all in the same industry. And I'm like, if you want to make a change, that's okay. But you need to make that change in the proper way. Yeah, right. gracefully. Sure. Yeah. 
you know, Southern redneck language, my, my dad always taught me as a kid, be real careful about stepping on the toes that's connected to butt that you might have to kiss tomorrow. Yeah, yeah. that's a good one. <laughs> and that's it's a good one. You know what's crazy, too, is how many people, they work for one company right now, but they're going to end up working for that other electronics company, you know, in five years or yeah. wherever, or, or a bait company that you're trying to get with. Like, they all, it's like... All the workers in the industry just rotate companies. Yeah, but I guarantee you, Chris has been at these dinners, and I've been at these dinners where you're sitting down, and, you know, I ran baskets back in the 90s. Yeah. I know Rick Pierce personally. Right. And, and that relationship's still strong. I could probably pick up a phone tomorrow and, and work with Baskat again because I did it in the right way. I right. know I know, That's good. I yeah. know everybody in the industry, I, I you know, I've known, but I've always been very respectful and very appreciative of how you got things and how you do it. And if you want to go a different route, you can't. You cannot respect a guy who thinks they can better themselves. Yeah. Okay. I mean, you got. I mean, if a guy thinks he can do it, but when that respect ends, when you do it in the wrong way. Sure. Yeah. And that's just. There's a lot of that that goes on in our industry, and in this day and age, it's man, everyone's trying to be front and center. I mean, it's always been like right. that. But we had Clun on uh, last week, and I asked him this. I mean. And how old is Josh and, and Jake? Uh, Jacob, is it? Yeah, J- Jacob's how, uh, 33, and I think yeah. Josh is 38. So if 80, they 85 and 89, and I, I have to do the math. I, and I know they're hard at work within the industry, but right. if they came up to you and said, Dad, man, I, I just want to hop in that Elite Series, and I want to get after this and do it, what, what do you say? <laughs> it ain't easy. It ain't easy. Yeah. Okay, it so it's not a no, but it ain't it ain't easy. Clun said no. Yeah, Clun said absolutely not. not. It's brutal, I man. I don't, it is, I don't know it's how. It's brutal right now. How are these rookie? How are these rookies, second year guys, third year guys, doing it? At you know, with inflation the way it is, gas prices. I mean, what are we paying entry fees? I don't they're, know, they're, they're, they're working jobs at home as soon as they leave here. They got mamas and daddies or somebody believes right. in have a bank roll. Have to be. Yeah, because you're looking at an eighty thousand dollar year investment. And since the since the end since the split between MLF and Bass, like sponsorships for a lot are not easy to come by. They weren't back then, and I feel like it's gotten even worse for it some is. people, for a lot of people. In the well, industry. there's there's a lot of that, and what's happened? Basically, we took one dominant league mm-hmm. that that with most of the advertising dollars were spent in, or spent in, and we fractured. Yeah, and now we're you think we're, directly in half. Or just fractured, just we fractured it, and it went all over the place. All over the place, right? Because you got heavy hitters over here. A couple guys stayed, now. right? And the other deal, what what all the guys that that are looking to come into the sport need to understand is at the end of the day, the company still, the, the industry still feeds itself. Mm-hmm. We're all all professional fishing needs professional fishing, but the rest of the world does. No, right. <laughs> the rest sure. of the world doesn't care sure. where the professional fishing exists. Yeah, but we're all we feed each other. Okay, and we sell boats, they build boats. Yep. Uh, we sell electronics, they build electronics. But when you get outside of that circle, uh, my question is: How long is the industry going to be able to sustain the growth? And basically provide for the at the level that they need to continue to provide for guys to stay out here and do this. Yeah. Right. Right. Because we, we had an angler meeting the other night and oh. yeah. Well, <laughs> yeah. You know, when they sent the text and said, Okay, angler meeting seven o'clock at this location, I I replied back to the, the anonymous text. I was like, All right, should I bring a helmet? 
And another buddy of mine's like, bring a helmet and a gun, because I mean, it went down. It went down. I mean, there was a lot of dis. I mean, not to get. It's, it's it, still, it's still the same. But you know, so, but let me ask you, Matt. Okay, so remember 2019 when the split happened? Everyone right. was lovey dovey, Matt. Oh man, you're awesome. You're you're cool. Oh rookie, welcome to the Elite Series. You know, we're a team. Let's move forward. Mm-hmm. Let's do this as a team. And we are three or four years later, and it's like we're back where we started. We're right back where we started. Why? How? How does because, that happen? Because. Every league has a base of anglers that they're drawing from. Mm-hmm. And you and I are replacement. Sure. If we walk away tomorrow or whatever, there, there's two more guys waiting to take our place. Hot and heavy, sure. Yeah. And so I surmise is this. We're all just rats on the wheel. As long as we can turn the wheel, you know, and, and, and keep the wheel going, then, then we're, we, we're necessary. But the second you and I can't turn the wheel, they're gonna throw us out and find somebody that can't. Right, and that's just that's that's a competitive sport. Sure, and that and that's just how it's gonna happen. But our sport, you know, the bit the biggest conversation I've had about our sport with individuals that control bass, you know where I'm going, mm-hmm. is the difference in you and I is through years of work and you know meeting people. We, we create a value for your name, mm-hmm. and we're not like other sports. True, we, we need to perform, and we need to stay relevant and whatever, but look at Rick Klump. That brand in those years, yep. he's going to sell product right. 50 years after he's gone. Mm-hmm. Okay? So while you got to stay relevant and you got to perform, you also got to look at anglers that have been there, done that, at a different light. And it's like you earn them stripes, and it it's a fine line. It, it ain't like you know, major league baseball player. I'll use him for example. You get a rookie comes in his first year contract. He he gonna make four or five million dollars. Mm-hmm. All right, he don't hit but one twenty five. He's going back to minor leagues. That's fine. He still got three or four million dollars in the bank. Yep. <laughs> Guy shows up for the elite series. He stays one or two years. He's, he's out of here. Way. In debt. And he is in debt in his rear. 100, 100K. 100K or more. Yep. Yeah. This is a different kind of gig. Yeah, it is. And it's, uh, you know, I see a lot of these, you know, one, one of the kids that I've been around a little bit this year that uh, I think truly gets it is, is Cody Huff. Mm-hmm. He, uh, and I'm seeing a lot of these younger anglers coming in like Cody, Jay Shakur, whatever. Yeah, yeah. I, I don't know how to pronounce it. Shakur, yeah. Yeah. Oh. Uh, it seems like he's well groomed and well positioned to do what he's doing. Yeah, uh, those kids get it, but there's there's a thousand more. You know, it, it it's like a perfect storm. You got to have you got to have the money backing. You got to have the ability. You got to have everything happen at the right time. Candy wants to know how it's going. Yeah, she probably does. <laughs> no, it's Dana. <laughs> he was a Dano to call in the middle of the podcast. He's, <laughs> he's, like, he's staying yeah. right there. Yeah. <laughs> I'm waiting on him to knock on the door. <laughs> yeah, he did the other day. He had some rescue tape for me. And I, and I think he's probably wanting me to come over there and do my blog for Bass. <laughs> oh, yeah, <laughs> that's right. Yeah, no, we won't tell. Uh, yeah, there's, there's, there, there's, there's no oh, shit. Oh, Come on, man. Sorry about I that. Yeah, now you got to drink it. Yeah, yeah, you're good. Okay. We got turf. Yeah, I, I I spilled my drink and it wasn't mine. It's Chris' phone. <laughs> yeah, that means you got to drink it now. <laughs>
So my question is, uh, do you think like tournament fishing, it's hit its peak and that it's going to eventually fade off? I don't think it's going to fade off. And I, I'm not sure we've seen the peak. The only problem that I see is mistakes that organizations made before us. In other words, look at the major sponsors that were brought into this organ brought into this sport. And that we burned. Yeah, we closed the door on. Yeah, and they'll never give us another Yeah, chance. because they didn't they did they weren't handled correctly. Yeah, that's my biggest worry about the what happened with the split is any of these big companies that are getting burned. Well, it ain't just that. I'll use FLW for instance. Of anybody that probably hurt this sport more than any was FLW. Because through their association with Walmart, yeah, 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 they done a bunch of companies wrong. All the realize, Procter and Gamble brands. Oh my gosh! Oh yeah, they look, were look they the were National well Guard. connected. But what happened? Yeah, look at National Guard. Yep. But on this side, you had Sitco. Yeah. You had Advance. Right. I mean, right. You, you, and I'm hoping that through this split and through these well these new organized you know these new owners or whatever that that they learn. From these lessons and then when we get a partner they build some you know that they that they deliver on on the investment yeah. because that's right. what we need to do you I think thought, it's a sa salesman you think it's uh like organ like the salesmen at the organizations need to sell better or uh you know us as anglers we i mean we do what we do we we're the show ponies we, we do what we do it's the deliverables though it's you know especially in today's world with content base you know well, you, you look at toyota Toyota's position is unbelievable because at least, like with Toyota, Toyota can can invest in bass, and they can put they can touch real numbers of sales that 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 fishermen buy trucks. Yeah. Okay. So their investment into fishing is huge, and and they can actually see and touch the real numbers. Right. Where a lot of these sponsors, they invest. But yet they don't see the full benefit of it because those numbers aren't real and tight. They can't. Sure. How do you track it? Sure. How do you track it? Sure. Advanced yeah. Auto Parts. How many guys went in and bought an alternator for their, you know, yeah. uh, two thousand and four Chevy? Right. Or how many? How much fuel was bought because? Right. You, you don't. You don't know. So it's sicko, right? I think for our sport to ever grow, we we need basically like. Lakes built for purely tournament fish. <laughs> yeah. I'm serious. Where we where we could yeah. start attracting spectators. Yeah, almost almost like NASCAR, uh, NASCAR. NASCAR. golf yeah. cars. NASCAR, NASCAR. exactly. Yeah. yeah, and you're a golfer. You know you know how yeah. that's all that that's played. If we could do that, oh, it would go out the roof. Right, but I don't know. I still think I I think we're in the echelon. We're in that kind of we're like we're bowling. It's like we're like bowlers. Right. I mean, right. We're not golfers. No, we're not NASCAR bowlers. You can be. You could go watch that and be more involved as a fan. Yeah, I mean, I guess. Not yeah. that I want to watch bowling, but <laughs> but you know, you we, we got it with the, with the growth of the sport. You know that we're touching. So, yeah. The people because yeah. look at the growth in college and high school. Yeah, and, and look at look right. at look at the increased sales because of college and high school and look and just tournament fishing in general. Uh, and, and the core buyer, too, that's one thing I learned over the last few years is how much tournament anglers and core buyers actually drive sales. Just when the split did happen, that You're was the conversation. You're talking about the tournament people. Yeah, right? yeah. 
like yeah, the true tackle, tackle cells sure. and, and sure. things of that nature were coming from the core people. And, and I don't think an, enough people were giving that thought. Hardcore tournament angles, yeah. sure. No, yeah, though. I love the sport and I, and I love what we do. And I think that what, what we do sells a lot of product. Yeah, it does. I mean, we, we sell a lot of product because at the end of the day, every time you, you have a marshal in your boat or I have a marshal in my boat or every time I'm at the gas station or every time we're at one of these RV parks, there, there's countless people that come up to us and, and have specific questions about product, about whatever it is, uh, about fishing, about, you know, the growth, you know, Getting my kids involved, or uh, it could be elderly folks there, you know, that this that, that don't have all of the up to date electronics. Man, do I, do I really need this? And it just it's it's a never ending deal. I yeah. mean, no matter where I go, when I climb out of that truck, or whether I crawl in a boat, twenty four seven, you are, I am, we all are. We're all driving and selling product, and we're all promotion. I mean, yeah. we're full time. I'm a twenty four seven promoter. Yep. Because, and the other thing is, I was telling, you know, Candy and I were talking last night. I like the, the no info rules that we have, but mm -hmm. the thing that I miss about it, I, you know, I went and eat dinner with a gentleman when we were here in 18. Mm -hmm. I met a guy. I flew up here. He let me borrow his boat. He mm -hmm. picked me up at the airport. And uh, we've been friends since, since 18, and I miss that part of it. Sure. Uh the friendships and the relationships is that that's the cool part sure, of it absolutely so but on the competitive side of it i, li I like it's mono we mono that's so kind of dangerous it's kind of yeah it's weird i had a conversation with a with a with a guy this uh this week being the last tournament of the year and and uh you know he made the comment and said you know we're in a information world with no information rules so what do you do it's like right now our current rules state that you can't use, you know, photos posted on, on Instagram, photos posted on the website, you know, to use, you know, and, and have the oh, intent you can look at to it use all you it. Want to, but, you can't, but you can't Every single on. angler lays down at night, scrolls through his phone on Instagram and sees Chris Johnson smoking a big one on a frog on lily pads and duckweed. Right. And it's like, how do you not go out the next day and try to catch you a four or five pounder on that? And is that intent? It's just so so weird right now. It, it well, is. Uh, up here, every one of us had a frog cut. Yeah, sure. I mean, the, the only thing to me that you, you could gain from looking at Chris Johnson and photos is where. Yeah, landmarks. Landmarks. And it happens all year. Oh, yeah. Yeah, you'll have guys show up. No. <laughs> yeah. yeah. And I, I, I had a cat show up on something I was yeah. fishing this week. Because of landmarks, right? Yeah, yeah. that, that and it was kind of. After the day one, it, yeah. I think word kind of got out. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Yeah, you smoked them. Yeah, yeah you caught them. It, it was, it was, you know, they they skyped me, and it was obvious where I was oh, sitting, yeah. kind of what I was doing. Oh yeah. And there was, there was a few guys sniffing around. And I think it all goes back to, and someone brought this up, and when we had a little get together the other night, when, you know, when fifty thousand dollars in entry fees and and x amount of money invested is on the line, I mean guys really do get desperate i mean and like they'll do just about anything to make that ten thousand dollar check or to do well or make the classic or whatever it is i'm not saying there's a lot of cheating per se but there's a lot I'll say of it, there is <laughs> yeah. they're gonna walk at gray they're gonna gray. walk the gray they're area. driving they're driving that boat in the gray definitely yeah, i mean 
unfortunately, when we 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 fish competitively competitively for money, yeah, okay, yeah, whether it's NASCAR, whether it's golf, whether whatever it is, those NASCAR guys get popped all the time every yeah, week. By the but, way, yeah, but but <laughs> but the whole deal is is when you're in competition for yep. money, yeah. Everybody is just inherent is going to try to gain an advantage. Yeah, they're going to go right to that line. They're, they're going to go right yeah. to that line and try not to go over. Yeah, that's the part that everybody kind of needs to understand. But there are some situations we all know what happened <laughs> yeah. that uh, in the other league that should have been handled. Yeah, in a much different scenario. Yeah. I, I guess I've been living under a rock. I don't pay any attention to what goes around in the world. And and after all this deal went down, yeah, I seen a video on Instagram because I don't spend that much time on, on yeah. social media. Yeah. And I seen a video of an incident with hooks and sides of fish. Uh-huh. Coming in <laughs> sideways. And yeah. I'm sitting there looking at a guy <laughs> yeah. in this video with a black and white striped shirt uh-huh. on that is a that is uh-huh. a marshal uh-huh. or, or is a referee uh-huh. or whatever you want to call him. <laughs> yeah. And I will say this. I don't know who the guy is. Don't know him personally. Don't really care. But, bud, you need to go to an optometrist and get your eyes checked. Because <laughs> yeah. I'm sitting there looking at it on TV, and I'm like. It was bad. Bull crap. Yeah, it was real bad. I'm like, you either don't fish, you don't care, or you're blind as a bat. Yeah, it was real bad. My favorite was the, was the, was the body block. You know, it was kind of place your body in front of the, 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 the issue and the camera, and, and hopefully no one notices. Dude, but, there, dude, there was a BA, everyone. There was a BASS tournament at Clear Lake that was one like uh-huh. that. You know that, right? Oh, really? Oh. On the big swim bait. So mm. you know who it was. Oh, yeah. Go back oh, yeah. and watch the video. Oh, That's yeah. all I'm going to say. Yeah. California, California, you have to hook them in the mouth. Yeah, that, that during that, that time it was, it was yeah, a salmon, and, and stupid that, salmon run. There was thing. a couple of particular fish that were caught on an osprey uh-huh. that were unhooked before they come over the rub rail. Yeah, Holy crap. Yep. Now, why Dude. would you think they would? Why would you catch a fish, Chris, in a tournament, right? Yeah, and run the risk of him yep. flopping out of your hands. Yep. Beside the boat, just to make it yeah, legal. Yeah. You were flipping up there in Rodman Slough that tournament. Man, I I had that tournament on VHS. I was watching you guys. I'm telling you. Oh, man, I was in high school watching that tournament. Oh, Skeet Reese, you're a god. <laughs> oh, man. Reverse. You were in that Santone. Reverse. Reverse. You, were, you were in that Santone boat, man, flipping up there in cash. In, uh, not cash, but uh, Rodman Slough up there mm-hmm. just whacking them. That was fun. Man, you guys were my idols back then, man. That's what got me going. I was thinking Bill Lowe and sitting right there at the mouth of uh-huh. Rodman throwing a chatterbait uh-huh. and caught 25 pounds. Back then, too. Five minutes yep. in every morning. Yep. And, you know, he would have won the tournament. But he, I think you'd have to ask him. I forgot how many over five pounds that he had to turn loose because he was nailing like them. On that jaw yeah. or something. Up on, no, up under the jaw and stuff wow. with the chatterbait. He was crawling that chatterbait in that, in that Down grass. Down below, there. yeah, okay. Yeah, and then they would hit it and he would pop them under the chin or whatever. Mm. And he was like, I'd turn loose three or four or five pounders every day because they wasn't in the mouth. Yeah, yeah that law is crazy. They, I'm glad bass, we, we kind of addressed that deal. It, we didn't in California. Yeah. But like in jerkbait tournaments up in Michigan, yep. New York, Oh, yeah, whatever. I got caught in that. That was, uh, yeah, I got caught in that deal. Uh, uh, what when was you it? Sturgeon Bay. Sturgeon Bay. Yeah. I had like a two-hour-long interview with uh, with an ex-FBI agent. Polygraph. Yeah, polygrapher. I an yeah, <laughs> in Dallas. And uh, day, I had an issue with a fish hooked outside of the mouth or whatever. And the way the way the rules are written, it's like I was throwing a jerkbait, and uh, I ended up winning the tournament. But I was throwing a jerkbait, and like this thing was T-boned in his mouth. Like I'm fighting this thing, and like the camera was showing. 
it digs down and then it like come like the first two hooks come out of it and it's just hooked in the cheek so it digs down and then the hooks come out i'm like dude that thing was hooked i'm thinking that in my head yeah. i boat flip or whatever and then like i get protested or whatever it was so i had to go through this whole whole thing and but you know so you know technically i was covered but to the you know to the viewer or whoever else it was like oh it was hooked outside of the mouth so Again, it's gray area. What do you think about fishing. the polygraph situation right now? Do you think there should be a lot more given? I do. Yeah. I do. But I also think that, that, that the questions given need to be adjusted. Because mm -hmm. I, can, I, can, I can give you a, a basic polygraph test. And you can pass it with flying colors. But if I get real specific, because at our level, I can come up with four or five questions for guys at our level, they ain't going to beat it. What would one of them be? Oh, well, you know, like information. Huh? They already ask about information, don't they? Yeah, they ask they ask general questions. Yeah. You know, like uh the the off limits. Did you yeah. get did you get information outside the off limits? Mm -hmm. Yeah. No, you can word that question up different and I promise you you ain't gonna get by it. Wow. Because the way you you word those those questions is uh there, there are ways to do it. You can't get them. I, I got a buddy of mine. I used to fish a lot of buddy. Or he's a buddy now. He's, he's passed away, but he was an ex FBI guy. His name mm -hmm. was Clyde Wolf, and mm -hmm. he was a polygraph examiner for the FBI. And God knows how many polygraph tests I take. I took from Clyde back in the day fishing team tournament at Alabama. Yeah, and he, uh, I asked him before he passed away about some specific situations at the level that I'm at now about anglers who I, I feel like aren't aren't being polygraphed sufficiently mm -hmm. and he said that it, you give a guy fair warning like in in circumstances in these leagues where they got guys that they know are walking in that gray area to me you don't give a guy a heads up it's coming ever mm -hmm. ever blindside no prep time but, yeah because somebody and I'm not saying, you know, I don't want to accuse anybody. I'm just saying somebody in the real world, there are people that can take and pass a polygraph test. They can beat you. But most of them, like Clyde was telling me, most of them are people who basically are habitual liars anyway. Yeah. Fishermen. They, they believe what Fishermen. they say. Fishermen. Right. Yeah. And they can, they can convince themselves that everything that they're doing is okay. Yeah. And, but the only way you ever get them is to blindside them. I was, I was at, the Chafalaya Basin, when the, I don't know if y'all remember the, the, the guy that FOW had so much trouble with, Tony Christian. Oh, yeah. He was he was the next thing to God coming out of. Yeah, Google that if you don't know. Yeah, yeah. And it, 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 I was there. And in some ways, I was very upset at the way FOW handled that. But looking back on it now, I will applaud them for the way they handled it because what, what it would have done to our sport because this guy was doing things that were bad shady. Mm. But they actually hired, as far as I know, he was an ex-FBI guy. They mm -hmm. put CIA guys on him and everything else. They had they had this fool believing that they, they put a camera boat on him to document his success. <laughs> and little did he know, that guy was a full-time investigator. Oh, wow. wow. Yeah. So whatever happened there? He disappeared. And I think that his life had been put in jeopardy. Mike Longed it. He's... He, he's, in, he's, he's MIA. I mean, it, I don't yeah. know where he's at. Yeah. I mean, but did he not have any legal ramifications? 
well, what are you going to do then? Right. I mean, I think if it's a time, would you look at it? What would you really, what, what, what he was doing? Mm-hmm. You know, he was using a, a, a basket type deal. Dang. And if you tell the world, you think about, number one, think about all the people that finished second to this guy. Uh-huh. But then you tell the world how to cheat and get away with it. What would that do to our sport? So the best thing was to do was to crucify him and just make him go away. Yeah. And I think that's what they did because otherwise you destroy the sport. Sure. I mean, this guy right here had gone to the extremes. I mean, I saw it before I ever knew who the guy was. I, a friend of mine in Alabama fished a, uh, I want to say it was an ever start. He won at Lake Martin. And he was telling me about this crazy story. He, said he pulled up in this creek, and I know the creek well. And at Lake Martin in the wintertime, these folks go out there and they stand crappie trees up. I mean, you know, Christmas trees. And they'll put little pieces of block uh, foams on it, tie them up, and now basically they crop fish around. Well, he said, we pull up, and there's like three or four clo- or floats there, and he said, I can see the top of the, the cedar trees. And he says, he pulls up there, and he takes black and blue jig, and he flips five times between four Christmas trees. And he says, he catches 24 pounds. And he leaves. There's five flips. And you Watch the, watch the videotape of him winning the BFL All-American in Mobile. Is that around? I'm going to look oh, at yeah. that later. Yeah, yeah it's, uh, it was at Mobile. It was in Hurricane Creek. I fished it many, many times. And there's like floating camp houses in the middle of the creek. And he, ke- he keeps going to one camp house. Mm-hmm. And he flips beside the camp house, gets a bite, and breaks his line. Flips back in there, catches the fish, and has got a line in his dick. <laughs> and it's a big one, in mobile. <laughs> and I'm like, I don't know what it is, but something <laughs> smells bad. <laughs> this ain't right. Wow. And then what's fine when they finally got him, I was there. He was, uh, what I was told, there's a place down there, there's a ramp on the Chaffalai River called Dyron's. The only Dock on the whole Cliff crochet spot. Yeah, dry, own, dry wrongs. Dry, dry wrongs yeah, or something. Yeah. Well, there's one, there's a couple of walkout piers there. And he had fished all over the Delta that day in that in that FLW tournament for what the, what the story was told. And he pulls up at the end of the day and he makes like five flips under one dock, catches the limit, and his and his co anchor ain't got a fish, and he pulls up there and his co anchor flips and then catches one. <laughs> and they leave. But little did they know. At that time, what I understood, the CIA guy or the FBI guy was following and watched it. And from what I was told, that's when they hung him because they put a diver in on the dock. They were caged up or whatever. And fi- figured out what was going there on. There were barriers or something. The only thing I could testify is the fact. I was sitting in the parking lot. It was the trailer way in. I pulled up there. I pull up with my co-hanger. He pulls up beside me with his co-hanger. And there was four golf carts and a whole bunch of Louisiana sheriffs. Dang. Come to come to the boats. And the co-anger was told to bag his fish and go wet. And Tony was telling him he can't go weigh his fish without me. And term director at the time was Bill Taylor, and he pretty much told him, You need to be real quiet. And you need to get in the golf cart. 
and they went to some, he got in the golf cart with law enforcement. They went to the trailer. When it was all done, he come back, got his truck, and he was gone. Wow. So to this day, does anyone know who kind of clued in on what was going on? Who like? I think I think they knew it was too good to be true. I mean, at that time, he was doing things that were just unheard of. Sure. Every time he'd fish a bass tournament, he got big fish. You look at the Savannah the division of, of, of down in the Georgia. Hard, dog, <laughs> I mean, and, and they were always like seven or eight pounds. You have to be psychotic to keep that going. Yeah. Well, you now you're making money like crazy. Yeah. yeah. Wow. That's that's the negative part of our sport, but it's you know overall we fish against some really really good people. Yeah. Yeah. And do they do they push it? Yeah, we all push it. Mm-hmm. We push it as hard as you can push it. Yeah. Sure. That's how we make a living. And if you ain't pushing it, you're probably going to get your teeth kicked in. I just have a lot of respect for you guys who have been around for, you know, decades. And you've seen the ins and outs. You've seen the, you know, the the, the kind of evolving of the sport. And, you, and, I mean, the whole social media thing, you've done a great job at evolving with that um, as well. well I have to. Like, so you, you, have either, to. you have either, to. You have to. either had to you're or done. you're fired. You're done. <laughs> you're absolutely done. And yeah. uh, no, you've done an excellent job, and 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 going back to like those first and second and third year guys, you know, if you don't have a just a bang out year and and you know make checks here and then you know ten thousand here, ten thousand at the next one, ten thousand, dude, you're done. Like it is so hard to just stay on top of all that and and trying to create I'm, a name almost, for yourself and try to build upon that. It's it's tough, man. I'm gonna say there's probably fifty to seventy percent of our field that when they left lacrosse. Went home back to work. Yep. Last tournament of the year after, what, eight eight tournaments I think we had this nine, year? Nine tournaments. Nine tournaments. Yeah. But you think about it, it, how many times does a guy get nine checks out? There's only one guy that did it, Brandon Lester. Only one guy. This year? Mm-hmm. They, yeah. they, they mentioned that today on live. He got nine, ten thousand dollars mm-hmm. checks? All right. Yep. Finished second in AOI. But you get nine checks. We got forty five k in entry fees. <laughs> yeah. An easy. I'm talking about if you if you scrimp, it's probably thirty five k in expenses. I was going to say maybe thirty two at the yeah. lowest. But you you're, you're still looking at, at eighty grand. Yeah. And sounds real good because I've had multiple kids come up to me that are fishing, trying to qualify for the open, and they're like, "Man, you know, if I can just get four or five checks, pay the entry fees, I can do this." I'm like, "You live in the home with mom and daddy?" Yeah. That's how I did it. Yeah, you, you got you got a truck payment. You got, and they're like, "Yep." Because I'm like, "Son, all you did was pay for the year. If you got, yep." I said, "If responsibilities here, at home, you're done." Yeah, I said, "Yeah, you come home and you get you come out here and you get eight checks, right? Yep. You paid for a year. If you got a house payment, if you got insurance, what you ain't paid for nothing, mm-hmm. nothing. Mm-hmm. All you did was support your habit here, and you ain't paid a bill at home." It's crazy, and it's yeah. been like that for decades. Like, when is it? When is that going to change? When is that model going to change? I just, I don't, I don't know. I don't know it's, what the answer is. I, yeah, I really it, don't. It's no different than any other business. Yeah, that's yeah. what I say. But startup but, costs. Well, it is, and, and and the guys that are that are that are successful at working, you know, building partnerships and and, and building their brand and have success on the water, then they'll survive. Yeah. And the others won't. Yep. And, and that's just life. It ain't all fishing. No, it, it ain't, not it all ain't fishing. All, you can't make it. If it wasn't for my my partners, and yep. my, the people that back me, yep. uh, I couldn't make it. And you I, could flip the hell out of a jig, but that, it only gets you so far. It only gets you that far and that much. Yeah, but, you know, 
I'm probably one of the few. I would like to see a list of uh, folks that's been with sponsors longer than I have because I've been with Skeeter. Like I've been Yamaha '96, Skeeter '04, uh, Johnson Outdoors '2005. Now, uh, Kiss for Rods. I don't know. Forever, long time. So when that when a split happened and you have these relationships with your sponsors, what was that conversation like when that was when the decisions were going on? They didn't know either. Everybody was scared to death, and and you know, I finally had a had a had a had a really good friend that's an attorney because I kept telling them about the conversations. You know, like what you know, what do you do? What do you do? What do you do? And uh, when the split happened, they actually done me a favor. They pissed me off. <laughs> so, uh, because they went after guys a bit, I guess they thought had the biggest social media numbers. And then I got a phone call right before the, the day before and said, Hey, look, we're not, you know, you're going to get an invite two or three days from now. Don't sweat it. Well, what little did they know? I talked to this friend of mine and I said, look, my sponsors keep telling me you need to do what's best for you and your family. And this attorney buddy of mine says, you know what that is, right? I said, no, he said, that's legal terms for you need to do what's best for you because when we figure it out, we're going to do what's best for, for us. us. Yep. Yeah, that's exactly. what we figured out. Yep, That's what it meant. Remember at the time, at the time, we we're just like, oh, do what's best for your family. Do what's best for yeah. You know, Tharp and that whole group, those, all those guys. And you can still keep in touch with a guy like that, don't you? Yeah. Oh, right. Well, yeah. I'm, I'm Despite still the stuff we saw on TV at uh, Norfolk. <laughs> We're, we're, oh, that that was just too hard. That's all, yeah. Trying to win a turn. Yeah, two flippers going at it. Yeah, yeah that's I mean, awesome. Just, and somehow, the whole story of that deal is, I caught, I led day one at Lake yep. Moore Fork. Yeah. I caught my fish and got out of there. And there actually, the creek that we, we got into the dispute was, there's two arms in it. Yep. Somehow or another. Y'all never saw each other. That we never yeah. saw each other. Yeah. 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 And then... Lo and behold, I forgot what happened. He might have been leading the deal when we got back to North Fork, and I was in third and fourth, whatever, and we crossed paths. And I just did what I've always done. I mean, yep. I I come in there, I see him. I ain't all. I didn't see him either. Right. I didn't run up to him all bent out of shape. Yeah. I'm just like, oh well, whatever. And I just you're in the back of a creek, and there yeah. but like one or two bends there. Yeah. So I run up from where he was. I run to the next bend, and I start fishing. Yeah, he get mad. <laughs> <laughs> we all we saw watched. It. We saw it, but no. But that's good now because men really don't hold grudges like you know. Let's say you know women do, and uh, you, like I said, I see him writing on your stuff all the time, and he's telling you good luck all the time and everything, even after the split in 2019. But when you've been when you've been doing this as long as I have, he understands. You are going to have yeah. disagree. Yeah. Okay. It's inevitable. Yeah. But but. Uh, communications can fix a lot of bad stuff. Yeah. You know, how many times have you, you thought you'd never speak to somebody the rest of your life and have one conversation and like, it's, it's okay. Yeah. I deal with her all the time. Yeah. 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 yeah, yeah. You know, <laughs> and, and I'm sorry, or I didn't know that. Right. It generally goes a long Six, way. Yeah, sure. Yeah. And we got, we got guys that I fish against every day. Yeah. That, uh, you know, we just, we just had an incident that I spoke up about at that meeting. Yeah. And personally speaking, I got no problem with the guy. Yeah. But when you do things that affect the sport that I make my living at, you know, I was told it wasn't my business. Oh, it becomes my business. Sure. Yep. When, 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 you, when you do things that are detrimental to the way that I make a living and to the sport that I love, 
it becomes my business. Sure. And I let it be known. Yep. And I'm standards. sure I'll, I'm standards. Yeah. All comes down to standards. We're, we're all we're all we're all individual promoters. Mm-hmm. And at the end of the day, you got to promote Chris Aldane mm-hmm. and your brands, and you're going to promote the way that you see things. I'm going to do things the way I see things, and, and that's okay. And you can be different, and yep. you can be individual. Yeah. And you can, God knows, look at Mike Iconell. Yeah. Love him to death, but he, yep. he does things different. Sure. But there's a line. Yeah. Don't cross. Don't it. cross it. Yeah. Don't cross. It. And again, it boils down to you know this professional fishing thing this whole industry we're all on one train trying to go one direction we're just on different cars each and every person is on different yeah. cars every sponsor is on different cars but we're all at the same train going the same direction and we need to maintain that direction otherwise you know we're done yeah, but if you can find a, a, a unique way to promote your brand sure because but I'm not so at hard. my expense though not at my expense you do your thing but don't make me look bad yeah you know? but i mean we're all judged off of impressions unfortunately. Yeah. Yeah. I mean, you know how, right. I'm, how much how much exposure are you generating for me and, and my right. brand? You know, right? Because we're all at the end of the day, we all got fifteen or twenty bosses that we yeah. answer to. Yeah, and we all have a job to do. But yet, if you could find a niche, that's great. Mm-hmm. And you just got to be careful. Yeah, yeah. There's yeah. a line. There's definitely a line there. Yeah, and it's I don't know professional like professionally. I've but, never right. seen a group of anglers. More unified about one subject than I was. Yeah. It's pretty crazy, yeah. I mean, yeah, I I hadn't talked to anybody that agreed with that. Yeah, yeah. Outside of that house, I think that everyone felt the same way from all the conversations I had. Unfortunately, you know, and like you said, I, you know, I've always liked the guy, but you know, there is a a line, and and it. He's always going to be different. That's yeah. just, that's just him. My my whole feeling on it was. Um, we're always complaining about money and trying to attract bigger sponsors and stuff. And along with those bigger sponsors comes certain things they expect as a sport for us to act right. Professional wise. Oh, you can, you can be unique. I mean, my mm-hmm. gosh, it's, it's, I screen for you. Mm-hmm. Right. I mean, you can be different and it's obvious he is not afraid <laughs> to push the envelope. And it's obvious he is one whale of a fish. Do yeah. you think um so if the fines our fines were implemented, do you think fines the help deter deter uh incidents like that in the future? Were you aware of fines? It didn't come over in the meeting the way I wanted it to come over. Uh-huh. And I don't think everybody missed the point. I didn't I didn't communicate what I was trying to say. When I stood up, what I wanted to communicate was I think we as anglers need to help bass to create that standard that the anglers need to stand up and say as one voice that, you know, we need to make that rule package. I mean, bass can have it. Sure. But it needs to be something the anglers created by us. Right. Because we can say, just like a player's union, that if if a player does A, B, or C, this is the ramifications. Yeah. And I think that our player, our fishermen's association, our group of anglers need to agree on that. Yeah. She brought up, you know, she said that any, any little thing like that, that pops up, you know, obviously the tournament directors deal with it. Right. And with that individual, if there's an infraction, 
but it stays private. Like she was saying in our Thursday email updates, you know, maybe that needs to be vocalized. That needs to be known. What, I'm and a, that will deter incidents yeah, in, the I'm pe- a, in the future. I'm a NASCAR fan. And so one thing I look forward to is that Tuesday or Wednesday update of when they've te- torn the cars down what? and they're, who, they pop, who, who did yeah, what? Yeah. I love it. Who changed I, I the spoiler to get a little more? I sit you know. on Twitter and wait for it. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> but I feel like if that was out more, it would deter people from. Yeah, the negative side to that is if. You the know, implications it, it, from it, a business side. Yeah, it could it create harm for the anger yeah. and sponsors and, you know, things of that nature. I got a speeding ticket in New York. Right. Okay. Told everybody there. I just messed up. I come around that lighthouse, had a brain fart. I'm still Oh, you li- did? I didn't know that. Oh, yeah. Day one, they kept, dude kept oh. me there an hour. Yeah, he turned himself in. On the water. That's our rules. Yeah. yeah. Our rules state. Alex Bay? That? They got, they got me way before I ever got to 81. Oh, dang. I come behind the, the lighthouse, and there's like a cove. And I by the time I seen the, the, the 81 bridge, I, I started going down. I I'm know. like, dang, I got to slow down. And that dude come out from behind the, the deal there in daylight. And I just, I just, I was idle straight Practice? Through. No, during the tournament. tournament. First morning term. <laughs> I, I just, I just idled, idled straight. I just idled straight to him. That I just sucks, said, dude. yeah, I've done it. Yeah, oh, that you know? sucks. Yeah. Yeah, he didn't have to run me down yeah. the rut. And, and after he was such a butt about it, yeah. I told him, I said, if I could do it again now, I'd make you chase me forever. <laughs> <laughs> was That's he a young, young guy? Young patrolman? No. no, no other no. guy, yeah. yeah That's he, funny. I, you know, and he, he told me all about having to give Boy Duckett a ticket. Yeah. And oh, it was the same guy? Oh, I remember guy. that they were. Remember when they were they waiting chased for him, him to down? Sh- yeah, remember they Sheriff's were waiting on there. the. Oh uh, yeah, yeah, I remember that. Yeah, we're looking for a red boat with yellow riding. Who is it? And everyone's like, uh, I think it's Boyd Duckett. <laughs> oh yeah, he told me about having to chase Boyd down. Yeah. The water. Oh so, man, I don't know. It's it's really it, it, I shouldn't have done it, but it's it's easy mistake to make up there. Yeah, There's too much is. stuff going yeah. on. Yeah, and like I, but I will tell you this: the city of Whatever up there, uh, I sent him a letter, <laughs> very nice letter, acknowledged yeah. that I'd done it. Yeah, but also I'm I'm concerned about our sport, and yeah. I'm concerned about the image of professional fishing. Right. And I called Candy. I said it bothered me. I got a ticket yeah. because it doesn't look good for us. Right. And I and I and you have to when you're going to get a citation, they don't give you a phone number or not to call. So you got to mail it in, and they're going to send you back <laughs> what it's going to cost you. <laughs> So I'm like, oh, they're going to crucify me. <laughs> I'm going to 68 and 30. That's like freaking reckless crap. But I told him, I said, you know, I just uh, apologize. It's an honest mistake. Don't let, don't hold this against professional fishermen. You know, this is not how we behave. Wow. And I'm sorry. And I thanked him for having us up there. I said, wow. you know, we'd love to come up there. Oh, man. I get a letter back. All charges are waived. Wow. Good. Yeah, that's so awesome. You knew what you were doing. You knew that was good. <laughs> good move. Southern charm, man. Yeah. That's awesome. But I really you did. Knew. I didn't, I didn't yeah. mean to. Yeah. So is there, that's when awesome. you guys get in trouble like that, is there like a set way it's handled or do you not know it? Like when you told Bass, like, hey, uh, I got popped for speeding, turned yourself in. Did you know like you, they were going to hold you or is that just? No, they have to determine what they're going to do. And, and, and they were fair with me. They uh, they put me back to the back of the line, and I sat for twenty minutes. Mm-hmm. Penalty box. I sat in the penalty box. Yeah, and I agree. You know, we got some guys that are that are that are really fired up about that. 
But, you know, and I, I agree with both. You want to go back to the old days? Because I actually fished a couple of invitationals back in the old days. And by God, Dewey Kendricks, if you, if, you, if you cranked your boat without your life jacket on, you were going home. Dang. If you, DQ'd there was, for the derby. It, 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 instantly. Wow. And I agree that there are infractions that need, that, that there's different levels, okay? Sure. But the one thing that I do think with our sport that I'm very stickler about, just like as soon as I walk to the bump tank, as soon as I come to the thing, I found Chris Bowes. Straight up with him. I said, I got a ticket. Yeah. I'll sign on the side. Y'all figure out what you want to do and call me. Yep. In the policy. Yeah. And that's, yeah, that's the best policy. It ain't to me. It kind of goes back kind of like that. You want to like golf. It's honoring our sport. Yeah. And mistakes happen. People make mistakes. Yeah. People forget to buy their fishing license. Yeah. <laughs> okay. <laughs> but, but <laughs> not calling. Yeah. And reporting the infraction. Yeah. The citation that was given. Yeah. Yeah. To me, to me, not calling and reporting that. Yeah. If I were the term director, you don't want to know what I would have done. Yeah. So and because if I would have got the phone call from law enforcement, you would have gone to the house. Yeah. Right there. Right now. So that's my question. So you got held at takeoff. So yeah. it affected your tournament to an extent, right? Yeah. Oh, it yeah. could have done it. Yeah. I mean, yeah. but they, I had to get some kind of a penalty. So then say say that someone maybe got popped for a ticket, didn't turn themselves in. No like I said, I would have I DQ'd. Yeah, so that's my question, though. So is it okay to just give fines, or should everything have some sort of tournament ramification? I think it has to be tournament ramifications. It should be I levels. Agree. It should be levels. It should right. be levels. But yeah. Levels, but... A tournament ramification yeah. has to be there. I, I've forgotten to get fishing license to call in the middle sure. of the day, first day of practice, uh, yeah. and, and get them online. Yeah. I mean, that kind of crap happens. Didn't okay? that happen to Aaron one time? Aaron got the God rest his Wheeler. soul. Yeah. God rest his soul. Yeah, like he, he did, won and a it, tournament. And it was an Alabama. I thought he won a tournament without a license. It might have did. He, it was at Wheeler for it happened. He's a fisherman, yeah. yeah. Was and, a and, and it was just a situation. He lived in Alabama, yeah, but sure. he had just moved in from yeah. California. Yeah. And he, I don't think he realized that Alabama license go from the back the then weird, they went from day to purchase to day to purchase. The weird, okay, it's yeah. weird. Yeah, or, yeah, or yeah, like yeah, August thirty. Right. Not the calendar. That's the way right? Texas yeah, does. Yeah. It just stops in it's like weird. August or September. Well, now yeah, Alabama's weird. does. It's August the thirty first, and but back then it went from day to purchase to day to purchase. And he probably That's just nice. got pickled up yeah, on yeah. when he bought share. Hey, far you know he was from. You know how many times I've gone fishing in Alabama without a fishing license? Yeah. Like, oh yeah. You get to thinking about it a couple days later and go, oh, crap, my license. Yeah. Because we travel all over the road. Oh, yeah. But, yeah, but no, I mean, how, we just have honor about what you do. Yeah. Okay. Mistakes happen. Yeah. And and to have a penalty imposed on me, I got no problem with it. I, I, I did bad. Yeah. And me sitting there for 20 minutes, I, I, it's not the end of the work. I shouldn't have been speaking. Yeah. And I'm cool with it. But what I'm not cool with is what I'm talking about. Yeah. Yeah. So then uh, that thing that just happened in that other league, uh, you know, his name will remain unmentioned. It, to me, it would have been an automatic one-year suspension, regardless. What is this? Uh, from, from, I've from, been out under it, it, it would have been info rule type thing? No. Was that info rule? Yeah, yeah, he was getting it. He was reached out to one of the elite guys, I think. Yeah. And uh, was asking him to take him out on water, the elite yeah. guy. Yeah, yeah, that would have been out. a that would have been an automatic one year suspension during an off limits period. Yeah. yeah, dang. 
in, in the second, the, the next infraction, you'd have been barred for the rest of your career. So what happens? Whatever. And happens. until until those kind of rules are start are enforced that way, we're never going to get any better. So what happened to the guy? Fines? I think they just took his money back. No, it's worse than that. Is it? Yes. Yes. Like Good. Tony Christian for worse? No, but it, there's yeah. there was there's some pretty severe ramifications, and it uh, but still. What do sponsors do in that situation with when, uh, when guys get busted for stuff like that? <laughs> yeah, that's. Depends on how the severity is. But I imagine that if, that if I got caught doing that, it wouldn't be good. Yeah. Right. Because everything that we do as professional anglers reflects on our sponsors. Sure. We we are an arm of our sponsors. Yeah. And I imagine there would be, you know, Luke Lawson got got popped. I remember that. Bass, that. Yeah, I remember. Yeah. When yeah, he first yeah. came over. Yeah. Back failed the poly. Yes, and I don't I don't know what it was all about, so I ain't going to go into yeah. it. I just know that there was supposedly a. a, a he was at dinner, right? And, yeah, and they were supposed to look at it, the social yeah. media or whatever. Something that he's, he, I mean, I like Luke. I, I feel like he didn't really mean whatever happened, but. No, no. Yeah. But I, he, here's the deal. There's one question, you know, we, we talked about questions before that I think need to be addressed. We all have to be on social media every night. Exactly. Okay. And we all see things. Right. And I tried to tell, I'll give you an instant uh, circumstance. Well, we were practicing for a classic at Lake Hartwell, the one that Casey actually won. Mm -hmm. And I was camping. I was down there at a state park, halfway down the lake. And James Niggemeyer was halfway down the lake. God love James, but I'm telling you, James worries about everything. <laughs> <laughs> he is a warrior. And, but he's also a stickler for the rules. Sure. It's dark. It's cold. We're both getting gas. It's this only little gas station down there. And a guy comes walking across the parking lot, and he says, boys, y'all catching them? And, nah, dude, it's pretty tough, you know, da-da-da-da. And before either one of us could say a thing, he goes, man, they are eating a gold shad wrap up. James goes into <laughs> full-on meltdown. And he got, and I said, what's wrong? He says, I got a call trip. I received information. <laughs> and I said, And? And he looked at me and says, you ain't going to call him? I said, no. I said, there's, there's two gold shad wraps tied on in my box Yeah. that I've been throwing. Yeah. And I said, now, you might have a problem. It, he said, what's that? I said, because the way our rules are written, I said, if you never had any intention of throwing a gold shad wrap. Yeah. Then you can't throw one now. You're done. I said, you can't act on information. That is the way the rules are. And it's just like on our polygraph tests and stuff. And I... I've taken them. I got polygraphed before. And it uh it needs to be, did you intend? Yeah, exactly. It goes down to intention. Exactly. Now, did you intend to gain An a competitive advantage? advantage? Right. Yeah. But if we if we worry about all that crap, we won't be able to fish. Right. Because I hate to tell you this. Go asking boys at NASCAR or yep. or, or the NHRA yep. or, right. or yep. professional baseball. Yep. You are in a competitive sport, and people are going to push the envelope. Yeah. Yep. Period. They're going to run up to that line, and they might tiptoe on the edge. Yep. <laughs> and that's okay. Just don't step over. Exactly. Every time. You can Every stay in the gray time. area. You just can't. No, you can just try to. Look, think about the guy that, that first came out with the A-Rip. Yeah, yeah. He plowed people with that mm -hmm. thing forever. Mm -hmm. I right. mean, that was, that was the hush, hush, hush. And then. Mm -hmm. One of Elias' buddies told yeah. him about it, and Elias just goes 
sets the world on fire. Yeah. Yep. And it totally changed the sport. But, you know, we all got it stopped. And, and to me, there, I was not a proponent of Avery. And, I, and my thing was, at that time, I felt like it totally eliminated every technique and everything that you could possibly do because if they could throw it. If you weren't throwing it, you get screwed. You, you get killed. Right. And is that what we want our sport to be? No. Do you think that this whole forward facing sonar is the same situation? Yep. <laughs> yep. I'm, I'm, I'm fixed to go do my blog with Dan O in a minute. <laughs> yeah. and, and my blog is going to be titled Looking Forward to the Fall. Yeah. Because I'm going to tell you right now. You thought about that one, haven't you? <laughs> <laughs> I am two and a half to three years behind the curve for multiple wow. reasons that I don't want to go into. Wow. Right. That I'm behind. Yeah. And I've let it be known I'm behind. And I've let it be known that it's got to be a joke. Yeah. I am going to spend the fall trying to make sure because I'm getting slaughtered by guys. Yeah. That it, and I don't know. Guys with a crick neck. Yeah, they're the doing guys, their huh? job. Yep. You can't. Well, I mean, yeah. they, they embrace the technology. Right. They knew it was coming. Yeah. Right. And it's made some heroes out of guys. Mm -hmm. You know, and it continues. And I don't see it going away, but I, what I want to know is, cause I know some guys that are really good with it at home, and they said they've already gotten to where when you show up and you ping them. They, they know. know. They know. They I've heard, yeah. I, I heard that on the St. Lawrence this year, that it was obvious that those fish were getting acclimated to that. I was talking to a buddy of mine that lives at Champlain last night. We talked two or three times a week, mm -hmm. and he was talking last night that this summer has been the worst summer ever on Champlain for fishing wise. He said that, that, that they, they've, they've been run hit from it. Yeah. Wow. He said they've been hit with it so much. He said, since that, you know, we were, we were there and then the FLW was there this year. And he said all the repeated exposure and everybody talking about it, talking about it, talking about it. He said, they don't act right. Wow. He said, amazing if you pull up on them now he said you, you you can come back later and come bomb a cast at them he said but you ping them up they don't like it. wow interesting because i know i know it's tennessee river now you go try to idle a shell bar like we used to with you know with di sonar yeah or whatever you'll never see fish yeah well the biggest lesson i learned was in why last week mm -hmm. it uh i never equated you know why he's a giant massive lake doesn't get no bass pressure, but it never registered in my mind all them walleye guys. Oh yeah, and what they've done trolling, to us. idling, pinging, constant. Yep, I, I never, I it just never dawned on me yep. when I was doing my a boat's a boat preparation yep. that those walleyes are in the same place as those smallmouth are a lot of the year. It's a good point, and I'm telling you, you I, it's just like Tennessee River it dawned on me when it was about too late, it's about midway to the third day of practice. I idled up on a place that was just gorgeous boulders and isolated stuff, and yeah. I ain't seen a fish. And it don't, I, I, I just turned the yep. boat off, and I, I just let it drift in the wind. Yep. I just sit there and sit there. <laughs> and it's just started showing yeah, up. All of a sudden, they I'm do. Like, they are, and I'm it's like, crazy. Oh, my God. It's like the Tennessee River uh -huh. all over again. So I start, I'm trying to think about, well, where did I see this boulder pile? Where did I see this boulder Turn pile? Turn everything off and drift, yeah. 
Yeah, but it still got to where I didn't, I didn't, I was so far behind it's again weird. because I'm trying to idle them that it didn't dawn on me. They didn't want nothing vertical either. Nope. You had to throw to them. Yep. I mean, so weird. What, what few, I didn't have so a good term, but the fish that I caught, I had to see him on live to catch him. Well, I think there was a majority of the fish that were caught in that tournament were caught with live scope. Yeah. Way out there. Yeah. Way out. Yeah. 70, 80, 90 feet away from the boat. Yep. And it's from the, I guarantee it's from the constant pressure of the walleye guys. Trolling and idling. Yep. Trolling and idling. It is. It yep. is. Yep. They don't, and it, but it's, it ain't no different. I mean, my God, and I started, I, my first flipping stick was I purchased was in 1983. So has it helped you with the fish uh, getting all this offshore pressure? Does it help a guy like you that likes to flip? Like, has it opened that bite up for you? Not as I'm many hearing about this you? trend. I'm hearing about this. Well, this it is go to the bank thing because, right now because it, it, it goes back to scheduling. Yeah, you know, if if you're going to Lake Hawaii, you can go flip that's all true. you want to. You ain't gonna catch anything. No, that's true. You know, the Mississippi River. I don't. I don't know if any guys had. had I don't think forward face. There probably might have been a few caught some before it's on our, but these fish were in two foot of water. Yeah. You know, they were in on sand rocks. I think Scott Martin the guy who finished the highest with that. Yeah. yeah. He was probably fishing a depression or something yeah. down there at Stoddard. Yeah. Yeah. So, but I mean, there's scheduling will dictate what I want to do is let's go to, I want to, I want to see a schedule where you can do both. And I'll let them get out there and fight them. Right. There'll be about four or five yeah. guys like us running yeah. the bank. Yeah. Let me get you some. Yeah. You show out, man, every <laughs> single time with that. It, uh, but you and Bill. Who Bill. else? Who would be the third guy? You, Bill. John Cox is probably Cox. The yeah, yeah. Cox, that's right. Co Cox. He lives and dies. That dude. He has got to be the most naturally. He's a battleborn guy, too. Yeah. He's, he's he floats high. Be, he floats high. Yep. Naturally gifted bank beater I've ever seen. And, and, and maybe, simple, too. Well, that's what I was going like to say. Like three lures. That's the, it. You know, the worst thing that ever happened to me was fishing that up. You, you know, you, you never believe it. When I showed up at FLW, I was John Cox. And I was very, very good at it. I didn't worry about none of that crap. Exactly. But then I fished seven years of 200 boat tournaments. Yeah. And the schedule we were going to. And, and and they had unlimited practice. You had guys that were Dang. showing up for two weeks. <laughs> and by the time the tournament started, all you needed was a spinning rod to sit there at the Shake bank and take yeah. off, man. Right, yeah. right. And, and the reason why I say it was the worst thing that happened to me, I got beat in the head so bad on some of them tournaments that I started having to learn how to do this and do that and do that. And You're I, talking about because all your shallow fish would get beat up by oh, these beat them up. Yeah. Beat for them two up. weeks, 200 guys, yep. Yeah, and, and you finally just learned it. You couldn't do that, no, or you, you had no. to do something else. And I kind of somehow or another over the years, I mean, I'm I'm just as comfortable now in twenty five foot of water or forty foot of water. Yeah, you're good. You're good out there. Yeah. So, and some days, some days I, I wake up every morning like you know I think I'm gonna take every bit of this crap out of my boat, put me a flasher back in it and a GPS and rain <laughs> on. Go back, yeah. Yeah, but and and I could do that if we would go back to a hundred man you know, with the hundred man field that we're gonna fish. You can literally do that as long as the schedule schedule will let you do it. I'm you hurt. like the hundred guy thing? I don't mind the hundred man field. What I didn't, I, I did not vote for it. No, and and, and there was multiple reasons, and I and I I replied in my my survey about it. 
is one, do we get more classic spots? Yep. And two, what happens to the money? You're right. Does do payouts increase? You're talking about the the additional entry fees yep. coming in. There's yep. gonna be ten more guys. Because the payout did not change. Is that correct? Well, I don't we know. Don't we don't know, know yet. Yeah, but they're okay. gonna just pay three more places. Sure. It shouldn't. It should stay yeah. with the ratio, yeah, the you percentage. Get a lot more money. Well, that, that would put it at fifty. Yeah. Yeah, but but that that's only I'd have to do the math, but right. you're still gonna bring in four hundred fifty thousand dollars. More. In entry fees. Yeah. Is all four hundred fifty thousand dollars gonna be paid out? Yeah. And, and that's that's the reason why I didn't vote for it. I mean, as long as everything stays the same, because I just felt like why did I want to fish against a hundred guys for the same number of classic spots? Right. Ver, you know, versus ninety. Yeah. Exactly. And and the additional money and, and I mean, there's whatever they want to do. I mean, I'm good with it. If the majority of the field wanted to do that, I wonder what the fans think. I wonder, uh, do the fans want to see a hundred guys, or do the fans want to see sixty guys? I don't think they care, but I I think for y'all's sake, the coverage and stuff, it's harder. Well, that's the big that deal. Was, that was the that's other benefit. A huge too. deal. Yeah, it's not like you're going to add cameras and things huh. like that. That's a huge deal. The seventy five when we when, you know after the split and it was 19, perfect. Yeah, seventy five so awesome, guys. Wasn't it? Yeah, everybody awesome everybody got exposure. Like everybody sponsors year. got exposure. Dude, y'all saw uh, even like the basic things like takeoffs and weigh-ins went so quick. Oh, I was, was like, awesome. this is amazing. Yeah, <laughs> and it just and now with with what we got going on, there's still a lot of they still control who gets exemptions and the field size. I mean, right. And I'm just gonna go and tell you before it's all said and done, we'll be back to 112. <laughs> Jesus, yeah. just You're probably right. We will. I You're mean, probably right. We will. Yeah, and and you know the money, there'll be another half a million dollars or million dollars in the pot, and they won't pay back. Yeah, yeah. I just been around too long. I know how the game works. Yeah. You know, so I like the ratio where it was. Yeah. It. Uh, they had the chance. Well, the vote we took earlier this year to go back to the way we used to qualify, and it would have fixed this whole problem. And I still say we need to go back to that. Yep. Like Combs was saying at the meeting. Yeah, because, well, it, it's not just that. Even if, regardless of running career average, I don't care. The thing is, is a guy, a first-year guy comes into the Elite Series, he's guaranteed one year. Mm -hmm. or he's guaranteed two years. Two years, right. He gets a grace year, right? Yep. But under, under the way it is then – his first year, if, if with two guys now, they gonna they're gonna face their two year average. He might not get he might not be kicked out the first year, but he has to deal with how good he did. Or yeah, what he but did. If, but if, but if if he throws if, yeah. if he throws up a bad year and he's in eighty something place, no matter how good his next, he ain't year gonna get out yeah. of it. Yeah, where if they would have went back to the way we always did, where basically you had your one year, you basically you qualified every year. There would be like. 60 or 70, 68 guys or 70 guys on the old format. Yep. Automatically requalified. Yep. And then the new guys had their grace year, and it'd be like a window of yep. 8 to 10 guys that would go into an action. I love that system. It it's was a great fair. system. It yeah. makes because, sense. Yeah. Because you could bomb one year yep. and survive it. Yep. And I don't care who you are. Look at you're me this year. I'm yep. gonna I finished 68th in the points. It yeah. happens. Yeah, you're on the chopping block, but your record should indicate, hey, I belong here. And right. I should stay here. I asked them, I said, you know, just, just, I'll give you pieces of my conversation with what, you know, when we were, we had some conversations about it. I said, let me ask you this. I said, I've been here since 09. 
And I said, you're telling me if I have two bad years, like this year, I had stuff happen I don't even want to go into. No, yeah. But you tell me I have two bad years, I'm gone. I said, 10 Bassmaster Classics and a million and a half dollars in winning since oh nine, and I That's haven't. That's stout, dude. And I haven't earned my right to be here. Shouldn't be like I that. Mean, uh, it shouldn't right. be like that. Yeah, you should get credit for that. Yeah, I mean that's basically you do the math, and it's I basically average a hundred thousand dollars a year in winnings every year. How did it get that? I don't like. I feel like like with a snap of a finger, it ended up that way. Did it end up that way in a survey somewhere? A lot of it. A yeah. poorly worded survey. We've got such the way our field's configured right now. It's a lot of youth in there. Yeah. That don't quite understand. They don't. Yeah, they don't. They don't understand the the career right. aspect of it yet. They're just so focused on trying to survive, survive. Exactly. year to year. Yeah, and they don't. They can't. That was brought see, up at the meeting. Yeah, they can't see fifteen years down the road, yeah. and, and or fifteen years in the past. You know. No. No. But it's all going. I, I think it'll work out. It, it'll be all. Right. Yeah. Yep, I agree. Yeah. I don't, there's, I don't. there's one thing for certain. Like you look at like a, a guy like Chase Anderson. I mean, he's like a stand-up dude, and he like he will look at you in your eyes and tell you, okay, what do we need to do to make this better? Or like you have an issue, Matt. Or you have an issue, Chris or Trey. You got an issue. Okay, let me try to find the resources to work on that issue. Um, and I think it'll all work out. I really do. I, and uh, you know, the biggest what, thing I want to say right now. More Danny. I'm ready after this since nineteen it's been nothing but turmoil. Yeah. It seems like yeah. every year. Because we're trying to find our way. Yeah. Right. The field size has changed. Yeah. You know, we, we we got there were some there had to be cuts because when they formulated the field, I mean they were in a they were bass is in a, in a bad spot. You and I were sitting over here not knowing if we made the right move. Right? I mean, we <laughs> exactly. Were, I was like, was we scary. bonded. We bonded in 2019. Yeah, we did. It's like, it's like <laughs> man, are we going to have uh -huh. a job? You know? Yeah. And then you keep hearing the other side saying, oh, y'all gone. You're going to yeah. go bankrupt. Uh -huh. da -da 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 -da. Yeah. And I'm yeah. like, you know, there ain't no way. Bass has been here for however long, you yeah. know, and that brand. Yeah. And it dawned on me when, when we had the first classic after the split. I'm like, nah, boys, I've oversold your part. Y'all trouble. When all the fans showed out and the guys that had left, you had yeah, zero I, coverage. I, I, I believe, yeah, I, I, believe, I, I believe the words that I heard walking out of Knoxville, this is the last good classic it'll ever be. Uh-huh. Yep. And, and little did they know. Classic is still as strong as ever. Right, because at the end of the day, we're, we, we are literally, we're no different than Major League Baseball players, okay? Yeah. Yep. You look at you look at the annals of all sports. We all are fortunate enough to get to play the game at our time. Okay. And when our time is over, there's gonna be more guys come in and play the game. Yeah. And when the when the history books are written, there'll be three or four guys that are remembered for seventy five years. Right. But when the dust all settles, they were we're all just pieces of the puzzle to play the game. Yeah. Exactly. Yep. And we're not bigger than the sport. Exactly. And bass is bigger than the sport. Bass is is the sport. Is the sport. Is the sport. Yeah, yeah. I fished FLW. I watched FLW pay Scott and Suggs a million dollars at Lake Washita to win Forestwood Cup. You know, there wasn't 
they gave that they had a decent crowd the last day because they gave away a brand new Ranger boat. But up until that day, there wasn't fifty people showing. But they were paying a million bucks. <laughs> and paying a million. I mean, the biggest the biggest purse that ever yeah. been given in fishing. Yeah, I would fish. You know, we I would fish the FLW tournament. We weigh in at Walmart parking lots, and they might have thirty people in to come to the thing. Yeah, and, and it's just for whatever reason, it just never took traction. But now, on the flip side of that, I will give them props to this. If it wouldn't have been for them, there's a lot of. I mean, you look at some of the guys that are fishing with us now. You look at me. Yeah. I mean, that's that's where I come from. Yeah, they built a lot of good anglers. Well, they gave the anglers the opportunity to fish for real money. Right. Yeah. And that's the deal. Yeah. Because when I come in, I needed to make real money. Mm -hmm. I couldn't go fish, not saying there's anything bad about the opens, but you don't go fish the opens there's, to make a living. There's yeah. no money in it whatsoever. You, you fish the opens with a goal. That that goal is to make the elite to get series. to the next spot. Yep. Yeah, yeah. I mean that that is the goal. Yep. You want to make the elite series, and I think the new format that we've got coming with that is I begged for it for years, because when you got a guy that can fish three tournaments in, in a regional type deal in his wheelhouse, in yeah. his wheelhouse, yep. yep, then you know he he's apt to make it. And I've seen since the split, how many we've probably seen ten guys or more. That come in here that couldn't cut it. Yep. Because but, he was good in his region and then he goes up to he New got, York. He has to fish down in Florida, fishes in Texas, right. couldn't hang. Well he just you know, he got lucky yeah. and and everything the stars lined up. Yeah. And you couldn't and the other thing was three tournaments, you couldn't have a bad tournament. Yeah. So I know of guys right now fishing those opens that are hammers, absolute mm -hmm. hammers. And for the last two or three years they'd have one bad tournament. Yeah. And it'd wreck them. Yep. You now can't. with nine, you could afford that bad tournament tomorrow. Now, two now you're fixing the creams, fixing you're getting, the top. Yep. Yep. You're yep. grooming them for the next step. Yep. Well, it sounds like there's going to be a payout increase too, Trace. You hear that in the opens? Oh, I don't know. Oh. I stay out of that. Well, that 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 deal, the guys that come from the opens going forward yeah. will be very polished. And you watch, they're going to come out of the opens and they're going to kick butt. And take they're butt. elite worthy. Yeah. 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 Which is the it's way it should be. It's more of a vetting. It's more of a vetting. You don't thing, see yeah. people come from the minor leagues. Yeah. Who get moved up, who can't play. Yeah. Who had a couple know? of good, you know. Yeah. No, you, you, don't, you don't go on a, on a three game run and yeah. you get to go to the majors. Yeah. No, I mean, it's, they, they've proven it over time, but, you know, it's a, there was a lot of pushback on that. But the, the other flip side it's is a good if, move. You, if you couldn't, I know it's hard on guys that that say I, I've heard the pushback. Well, you know I can't I can't get nine weeks off and travel. Well, if you can't do it now, how are you going to do, do it, it then? then? Exactly. Yeah, I mean, so yep. if you truly wanted to be an elite series anchor, yep. then basically you're committed right now. Yeah, you're going to put your toe to the in the water. Opens. Put your toe in the water and just yeah. feel it for for nine turns. It'll only cost you sixteen grand yeah. or whatever it is to, to fish them nine. Yep. Plus expenses, yeah, but yeah. you're groomed. But when it's all said and done, so you're, you're spending thirty two to fish them nine. You're gonna fish eighty to fish out. Yeah, <laughs> I, I really don't think they process that. You know, like, well, they're just all living the dream. They, exactly, they, they got careers, That's how I they got jobs. Yeah, yep. and and you know, how many guys actually have a job that 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 truly want to be with us that can get nine weeks off? You can't. Ten weeks. Yeah. You can't. I mean. 
but on the flip side of that, if they could do it, it's just a commitment, man. Yeah. I mean, when I jumped in there cold turkey, I mean, it, it was the most horrifying thing I'd ever yeah. done. I walked off Scary. and the job. Yeah. It was like, holy crap. Yeah. Same. So you just got to decide what you want to do. And unfortunately, only the strong survive. Yeah. Yep. Yeah. And you've survived this long. I don't ask me how. Yeah. Scared to death. Still. No, you've, you've absolutely crushed it. And, uh, I really appreciate you coming on and hanging out. A couple campsites down. You've been an uh, awesome, awesome guest here. And uh, definitely, like I said at the, the start of the, the podcast here, like I really think you're one of the wisest fishermen that we have out there. You always vocalize your thoughts. And, uh, you know, we always know, you know, where your head's at. And they call you grumpy. Like, I don't know if oh, you I guys know a, this. I got a reason. Do you like that name? No, not really. Yeah. <laughs> no, but, but they call but, them. But, they, they call them grumpy. But I don't know. After watching this podcast, I don't know if you can well, it's tell. Always or not. Face you know, I got this 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 blank stare. I always look like I'm mad at the world, and I'm not. I just, I just. You just know what's going on all the time. Well, I'm just thinking. Yeah, and, and yeah, I guess my facial expressions. You think that I'm. Yeah, I'm mad about something, and I'm not. And it just. <laughs> You know, it, it, I, I tell you what it's good, been good for, though. You don't see a lot of people want to come in and hope. No. <laughs> yeah, that's awesome, man. <laughs> that's cool, man. Well, we're winding down here. Before we let you go, do you have any uh, uh, words of wisdom or any, uh, you know, thoughts or comments uh, to any of the young anglers growing up or any, like, life advice uh, overall? I mean, you're a father of two and, and just a just a stand-up dude. You got any advice for uh, the listeners and viewers? Now just live your dreams, man. Yeah, yeah. I mean, if you did at thirty-eight. Yeah, I mean, if 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 it's it's if it's what's meant for you to do, yeah, good Lord will put you there. Yeah, and it uh, because I I I actually started. I fished my first uh, bass invitational like ninety-three or four, and I fished three. I think I fished six. You'd have to go back and look for my record. I fished six invitational. Got paid in three of them, but I learned. I just. Back then, it was boat on boat draw, and I was looking at my idols like Clun and Jenny uh, Brower, some of them, and, and and I picked up that you know I'm I, they're going to worry about the next job or the the next term, and I'm going home trying to work a job. Still to this day, before I forget, the highlight of my career is I got I fished with Rick Clun in, in 1995 <laughs> in, in tournament competition head to head, and it was uh, I'll never forget. Wow, he didn't talk back then. He just <laughs> <laughs> yeah, yeah, that's some one intense dude. But no, just just live your dreams. You yeah. know, uh, follow your passion, but uh, map it out and have a plan. Because there you go. If, you, if you try to go haphazard, you're gonna lead yourself to some heartache and destruction. And we've seen it on tour, time after time. Take <laughs> well, it one step at a time. Yeah, yep. there's 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 a tragedy list a mile long here. Yep. But it's uh, the kids now are are ten times better than I was, and. They've got me chasing my tail right now with all this new technology because the game's changing, and that's probably what's kept me competitive over the years. You look at me, I'll, I'll be 60 in January, and this fall I'll invest a bunch of time into into the new stuff because I feel like, that, to me, when when I don't feel like I need to learn anymore, I need to get another job yeah. because I, I'm constantly playing with everything and anything. And That's about what Rick Quinn said. Yeah. Yeah, I mean, I mean, Rick. That's what I'm saying. Two wisest guys on tour right there, and and uh, nothing stays the same in the sport. Yeah, nothing. Yeah, and I got tickled. I was Wes Logan. I'll, I'll go and tell you who I was talking to. 
He almost won an invitational here. Or an open. And the year he qualified yep. the year he qualified, he almost won one. And I talked to him after the tournament and he made some comments and I said, I'm gonna give you a piece of advice, free of charge, something you need to understand. I said, I've been doing this since two thousand three. I said, I've never gone back to a lake, whether it was the same exact same week, month, moon phase, and caught them the same twice. Never happens. Never happens. You think that guys got got the secret hole and it's just the glory? It never, never and ever the worst happens. thing you can do is to see it on the schedule and think, "I got this figure. I know what I'm going to do." <laughs> because you are fixing to take an epic butt. That is great every, advice. Every time he circles a tournament, the well, worst thing, eightieth, eightieth, seventieth, eightieth. Every time, if you don't go into a tournament open minded, yep. And when you back your boat in, you look at the water temperature, yep. the water color, 10-day yep. uh, forecast, 10-day forecast, yep. wind forecast, yep. where's the bait, yep. you know, what moon water phase. Water level, yep. I mean, all you, that. If you don't take all, now, the, we, all the variables right now and you don't you don't apply them, and you basically, you better, you may have a general area you know that there's better quality fish right the population but if you don't right. go attack that that population of fish with an open mind yep if you go in there thinking i caught them flipping that bank yep on a black and blue jig you're fixing to take a oh it's gonna be bad it's gonna be bad it's gonna be bad and not only like uh it's like the shock right you try what you've tried what, what worked in the past and it doesn't work like that right there, the mental freaking beat down right there. Like, oh my gosh. Like you're like at a three day practice period, you're done for like a day and a half. Like, oh my gosh, they're not there. Now what no. am I going to do? Now you're, now you're just like, you're behind the eight ball and you're tr trying to catch up while the, the fresh guy, the kid that comes to this new lake for the first time, he's like, Ooh, the wind's blowing on that bank. over. Let's just go fish this bank with a spinner bait. And he's catching 15, 16, 17 pounds. And you're over there scratching your head. Like, okay. why aren't they here again? The worst thing to happen to you is when you do go fish that bank you caught them on last time, and you get one or two bites, and you 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 kind of you kind of it leads you along. Yeah, well, you kind of <laughs> ease in there and you yeah. get a bite or two, and you get away from it. Yeah, thinking that it's yeah, you think like, oh, there it's a trick. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> that happens a lot. And, and you don't go through the full. You uh -huh. have to totally you gotta understand it. You got to understand the whole it that week, that week now. Yeah, you have yes. to. I hate tournaments. Yeah, <laughs> I hate it. <laughs> Before we get off here, the Chickamauga term this year. Yeah. I catch 20 pounds on day one. I'm in the top four, five, three, whatever. Yeah, I was yeah. up there. And I'd stumbled on the fish that were pre-spawned that had not moved up. Wow. New cold front was coming. The fish were still on the channel swings out on the river. <laughs> Staged up. They were like, flats are here and the bluffs in here and yeah. they're sitting right here. I've been doing this a lot of years, uh -huh. and I'm I'm licking my chops because ain't nobody doing. It. Yeah, I've got the run of this place. I'm yep. thinking, oh, I'm fixed to finally. I'm gonna punish y'all this time. Yeah, it got cold, and I refused. When they were gone, I would not go through the process of where did they go. Right, because that's what'll happen to you. You, you when you get so dialed in, you get hard headed. There's a, there's a fine line between being patient and at that time of the year when it's cold, bites happen in the window. Mm -hmm. 
and you have to have the patience to wait on that window. But sometimes that window <laughs> is you looking to the move. little bit. Yeah. The window. <laughs> that window is a picture of you looking in your coffin that they're fixing to put you in. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> oh, man. And I catch one keeper or oh, something. I'm man. Like, oh, my God. And, and, and I'm standing in the waiting line. Everybody's going, yeah, man, they showed up. I was doing a white chatter. <laughs> oh, <before>. no. <laughs> Gosh, and that goes to show. I mean, you just don't no know. You got to stay on top of it. Open mind. Be open minded, and you have to go through the whole process. Yeah. And when you close your mind and you're just content to keep doing the same things, and you're not getting bit, it's the end of it. That 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 is your death. That right there is is wise words. Again, the top of the podcast. I said it. You know what you're talking about, and that's just great, great advice. Trey, you got anything else? Nothing. For Matt? Nothing. You've been an awesome Thanks, guest, Matt. dude. Sorry you we really took have. all this time. Yeah, I know it. you got to run across the, the RV yeah, park here. Yeah, we got to go do a, the blog. Y'all check me out. Yeah. Coming soon at Bassmaster. Yeah, also your tattoo poles, man. I, I ran your tattoo poles here this week. Um, what are really tattoo cool. poles? Really cool GoPro uh, poles that yeah, mount. We got a we got a camera pole that uh, my sons and I are manufacturing. That's yep. that hardcore one. Kill yeah. it, yeah. kill yeah. it. There's no shakiness and nothing right. to it. It's, it's rock solid, solid. Aluminum three quarter inch aluminum bar. Yeah. When they when the, these leagues decided that we were going to run cameras, I had played around with some other products that were on the market and yeah. lost a couple of cameras. Yeah. And light just, sockets, getting yeah. loose. Yeah, all that. Yeah. All the sticky tape. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Shields and stuff. Yeah, right. yeah. I just had a brain fart, you know. I was like, if I'm gonna put that kind of money in, in cameras and stuff, and I needed it for sponsor stuff, that I needed, I wanted something. Sure. That, that rock was, solid. Was, built. was rock solid. And we've got the one. We got the the pole now that goes in the rear seat base or the front seat base. You can do a lot of cool stuff with. Plus, we got mounts that are going on the uh, gimbal brackets. Just thought we we've got stuff coming. That's Sweet. what I. A lot of my fall is going to be dedicated to that because we've really, you know, Chris has ran one. I've run one. There's, that's probably, I think Swindle, like, Swindle, like, just praises. How do you spell it? it all the time. How do you spell Tado? T-A-D-D-O, designs, all one word, D-E-S-I-N-S-I-G-N-S.com. Cool. But it's, uh, just go to boat stuff on the website. But it's, you know, uh, Gerald, Brandon, Brandon's running all my stuff and, and, Everybody, every one of y'all has been instrumental because I've, I've, I've made enough of it and it's been for sale, but we haven't put a real hardcore push on really sure. promoting it and stuff. Right. Because Just learning. It, well, yeah. And then I've always been the type that until, I mean, I'll say you stuff, but I've never really wanted just to turn it completely wide open loose until I had field tested it and beat sure. it. And this stuff has been beaten now long enough that it kills it. I'm ready. So... Well, there you guys go. Check it out. Tattoo Designs. It's the GoPro mount. And we all know, like we talked about here, content is king. And for all you young anglers out there, um, record what you're doing, post it, and uh, hopefully that gives you a little leg up on uh, whatever ambitions you have being a professional bass fisherman. I think that's about it. You covered a lot, man. You uh, you were a good Thank guest. I really appreciate it. Hey, and uh, hopefully you guys enjoyed that one. Maybe we can hook up next year. Cliff. Yeah. Absolutely. We'll have a new batch of uh, of gossip to talk about. There's always new gossip, and there's always uh, 
you know, we, we stay in the trailer parks. Right? Uh, absolutely. <laughs> we're, all, we're, all, we're all like, you know, everybody thinks we live in these, these nah, big I appreciate palatial it, palaces yeah. and stuff. And we all live in little tin boxes, staying in RV parks. And, we're uh, fishermen, man. We it, love it. it wouldn't have it any other way. We're like, uh, it's kind of cool because you think it, this and don't like this and this and don't like this. And, but at the end, when you come in in the evenings, we all, we're like a traveling bunch of gypsies yep. and we're yeah, all our own family. Are. So it's cool. Awesome. Cool. All right, guys. We appreciate you guys tuning in. See you next time. Thank Thanks, you. Matt. Yes, sir.